Hello and welcome. My name's Laura and this is German Grammarpod. This time we're going to be looking at tenses, specifically the present tense. I was originally going to combine the present tense and the future tense in this episode, but I had more to say about both of them than I expected, so I'm splitting it over two episodes. Next time I'll go on to the future tense and the verb werden in general, and then in the episode after that, the past tense. But before I do, I just need to mention that having listened back to my episode on the genitive, I noticed that a couple of times I told you that Z, meaning the formal of U, was spelled with a capital I. That was a slip of the tongue, albeit a slightly strange one. For anyone who doesn't know, Z meaning U formal is spelled with a capital S, whereas the other two forms of Z, meaning she and they, are both spelled with a lowercase s. Going back to today's subject, Tenses are the way that languages show you what time frame an action is going on in. For instance, whether it's happening now, happened in the past, or is going to happen in the future. Most languages, including English and German, show tenses in the verb. So in English, for instance, the verb walk can be expressed in the present tense, walk or walking, in the past tense, walked, have walked or had walked, or in the future tense, will walk or is going to walk. English is actually pretty complex for tenses. You have to be very precise about the time frame to get it right. For instance, there's a difference between Sarah walks to work and Sarah is walking to work. All the native English speakers amongst you will automatically know when I say the first one that I'm telling you that the way Sarah gets to work is to walk, but she isn't necessarily on her way there right now. Whereas if I say the second one, Sarah is walking to work, then I mean that she's on her way there, right now. Well, German is simpler than that. There's only one present tense, and it covers both those meanings. So, Sarah geht zu Fuß zur Arbeit can mean either Sarah walks to work or Sarah is walking to work. Most of the time, the difference is obvious from the context, at least to a native German speaker. But if it's not, and the speaker wants it to be, then they might add an extra word like gerade, which means right now, when they want to specify that Sarah is walking to work right now, not that this is how she generally goes. As a native English speaker, it's my tendency to translate German present tenses into the form without the ing, the Sarah walks to work form, as that's what the German version looks like to me. Because of this, I've learnt to consciously remind myself to see if the ing form might actually be what is meant when I'm trying to work out what is being said. Of course, if you're trying to speak or write in German yourself, the distinction doesn't matter. Either way, you'll end up using the same present tense. The only problem I've ever found with that is that I used to sometimes try and start German sentences with an ich bin, meaning I am only to realise a moment later that the ing form of the verb I had been expecting to use didn't exist in German, and having to start my sentence all over again. Still, at such times I often thought to be grateful that I wasn't a German, trying to work out whether to use the ing form in it or not in English, something which I understand is rather hard for non-native speakers. So what does the present tense look like in German? The present tense in German is the first one you learn of any verb in your German classes. For instance, the verb to go Gehen is conjugated in the present like this. Ich gehe, I go. Du gehst, you, informal singular, go. Er, sie, es geht, 
he, she, it goes. Wir gehen, we go. Ihr geht, you informal plural go. Sie gehen, they go. Sie gehen, you formal singular and plural go. You'll notice from this that verbs change a lot in German, especially if you compare it to English, where you just get a difference between I, you, we or they go on the one hand and he, she or it goes on the other. You might also have noticed that sie geht, meaning she goes, uses a different verb form from sie gehen, meaning they go, and sie gehen, meaning you formal go, which is a good clue to look out for when trying to work out which meaning of sie is intended. You can also see from the German that the stem ge stays the same, so you can easily identify it as the same verb. Also, the other good news is that a lot of German verbs follow a regular pattern, or a pattern very similar to the regular pattern, so that you have a good chance of guessing. The pattern works just like the present tense of the verb gehen works. You find the stem by taking the en off the infinitive. The infinitive is the form you find in the dictionary. Then, to make the form that goes with ich, you add an e. For the one that goes with du, you add an st. Er, sie and s all take a t on the end of their verb, as does ihr, meaning you informal plural. The others, that's wir, sie meaning they, and sie meaning you formal, all take an en back on the end of the verb, just like the infinitive. But be careful, there are plenty of exceptions to this rule. The most frequent exception is that the stem of some verbs undergoes a vowel change for the du, er, sie and s forms. That's the U informal singular, he, she and it forms. For instance, for the verb helfen, which means to help, you get ich helfe, du hilfst, er, sie, es hilft, wir helfen, ihr helft, sie helfen, sie helfen. You'll notice that although in the standard pattern, er, sie and es, meaning he, she and it, belonged with the same form of the verbs as ihr, that's you in formal plural, when there was a vowel change in the stem, this only happened in the er, sie and s forms, leaving the verb belonging with ihr with the same stem as the infinitive, and thereby giving it a different form to the form for er, sie and s. Fortunately, there's even a pattern to the exceptions and you will find that various vowels each tend to stick to one or two other vowels that they turn into. For instance, A turns into A umlaut, and U umlaut turns into U. An umlaut is the two little dots that can appear in German above any of three vowels and makes them sound different. With an umlaut, A becomes E, O becomes E, and U becomes U. Verbs can also have other exceptions to this pattern. The verbs that are the biggest exceptions to the pattern generally seem to be the most important verbs. It's my theory that exceptions to the pattern and complicated or irregular bits are more likely to get remembered and survive in a language for really common words than they are for the less common ones, which explains why to be is a very irregular verb in English, whereas to saunter is completely regular. Anyhow, in German, the most irregular verb is also to be, or sein as it is in German and it's one of the three key irregular verbs that it really pays to learn all the way through, the other two being to have, or haben, and werden,
which translates into a whole load of different things in English and which I'll be coming back to next time when I get to the future tense. Like the English verb to be, sein is completely irregular and acts nothing like a regular verb. It doesn't even keep its stem. Instead you get ich bin, I am, du bist, you, informal singular, are, er, sie or es ist, he, she or it is, wir sind, we are, ihr seid, you, informal plural, are, sie sind, they are, and sie sind, you, formal singular and plural, are. You'll notice that although it's not regular, we, they and you formal still all take the same form of the verb as each other in German, albeit not the same form as the infinitive like you find in other verbs. Haben's a lot more regular. It's ich habe, du hast, er, sie or es hat, wir haben, ihr habt, sie haben and sie haben. Haben's a particularly good verb to learn because you need it for the past tense. I know I haven't given you werden yet, but I will be coming to that next time. So, there you have it, the present tense. Next time I'll be tackling the future tense, which is pretty simple, and the verb werden in general, which is a bit more complicated, but pretty useful once you've got it straight in your head. So, until then, that's it from German Grammar Pod. Goodbye. <laughs>